Welcome to Lakeland Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Lakeland, please visit our website at lakeland.church. Well, welcome in everybody to uh, Pajama Sunday. Over our years, we've called this different things, Digital Sunday, Pajama Sunday, No Serve Sunday, and it really stands as a couple things. It's a thank you to our teams and our volunteers that give so much every single week to pull off church, whether in VR, online, or in person. It's also a chance for us to cozy up with our families and do church together as one church family, even with our smallest members. And it's also a chance for us just to catch our breather and a break from the holidays. So welcome to Digital Sunday. My name is Jason. I'm the next-gen pastor here, and we're going to dive right in. But first, I want to make sure to invite you back uh, in seven days, whether it's online, in VR, or in person, we're going to start the Faith Experiment is our first series of the new year. And we're going to get to dive into the follow-up to the God Experiment from last year. We're going to grow not just our understanding of God, but also our faith and our trust and where we let him work in our life. It's the follow-up. So make sure to come in next week to join us when Josh launch, launches the Faith Experiment. But I don't know about you guys, but this season is probably my family's favorite of all year. Right, we absolutely adore this Christmas season. I don't know if it's the decorations, I don't know if it's the parties, the food, the traditions, the TV specials, the presents. Yeah, I'm not above saying it. The presents are great, right? Kids at home right now, they're with me. They just engaged, right? The presents are good. We love this season. It's incredible, right? And what's really fun about the season is that it grows with you, right? If you're on the older side, you've seen this in your life, maybe, right? When I was a kid, I looked forward to hanging out with my cousins and the family gatherings, right? I looked forward to uh, presents. I looked forward to getting off of school, right? That was what Christmas meant to me. And I became a little bit older. I grew up and I was in high school and I learned uh, to actually enjoy working to give gifts, right? Not just the gifts that mom and dad make you give your brothers and sisters, but actual gifts that you sit down, you earn the money for and you dive in and give, right? I started to look forward to volunteering at church and pulling off Christmas services. I also looked forward to getting out of school. And I grew up a little bit more, right? And I, I became older and I got married and I got to enjoy the holidays through another set of traditions, through hanging out with uh, my wife Ashton and her family and learning their traditions and the weird things they do and the weird things my family did, right? And we got to dive in with that. We got to do multiple holidays. I mean, if you like one Christmas, you should try three. Or actually, if you like three uh, Thanksgivings, well, there's really just a problem with you. But I also... As I got married and I grew in that, I really loved getting time off of work. I'm seeing a trend. And then as I got older, I got kids, right? I had kids. And as a parent, I get to sit back and I get to enjoy watching their faces as they open gifts, right? I get to learn how to enjoy and fight for simple holidays where we do one of them instead of four. And still, I enjoy getting off of work. But this holiday, it grows with us. It moves with us, right? And as a matter of fact, it's so many favorite people's holidays. As a matter of fact, CBS a few years ago did a study and they asked a thousand people to say, what are your favorite holidays? What do you look forward to? And 83% of people put Christmas in the top three slots of their favorite holidays. Christmas was unanimously the most appreciated, the most enjoyed. And you know what's interesting? Is it number two and number three on that list? Thanksgiving and New Year's. There is something about the calendar from November 25th until January 1st that we just can't get enough of. We love it. We look forward to it. We sing songs about it. We build traditions around it. We love that time, right? And I don't know what it is necessarily other than just the good vibes 
Now, if you're over 45 and watching at home, let me, let me break this down for you real quick. Vibes is a word that's coming back. The young kids, the youths, they use it to describe just overall feeling, right? How, how, how's your day, right? How's, how's your group, right? You can have good vibes at work and things are just clicking. You can have bad vibes and things are falling apart. You can have good vibes on a team and you can't stop winning. You can have bad vibes on a team and you can't win no matter what, right? Vibes are just the things that are happening around you, almost independent of you. So if you have kids, listen, listen clearly. This does not give you permission to ask how their vibes are. That's not how this works. Actually, scratch that. If you have teenagers, I want you to ask next time you pick them up from school on Wednesday, I want you to say, how are your vibes today? And I just want you to email me back what they say, okay? Jason at lakeland.church, because I think it won't go well for you. But there's some vibe that just is around us during this season. We look forward to it. We can't wait to go into it, right? But I think it's equally important to pay attention to what's next. Because a different study came out shortly afterwards that asked people what were their least favorite months of the year. What months would they just rip out of the calendar if they could? And over 60% of people said January and February. I mean, let's break that down real quick. Everybody's favorite 40-day season between November 25th and January 1st is immediately followed by the season they wish they could skip January 2nd through February 27th, 28th, I'm never sure when February ends, but it's from January to February. People's best time of the year and worst time of the year, right back to back. And there could be a lot of reasons for that, let's be honest, right? I mean, at my house, I don't know about yours, but it is like a, 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 a mental tragedy when we tear down that Christmas tree, right? I mean, when we have real Christmas trees, we keep that sucker up until it's dry enough to become a fire hazard. And now that we have an artificial one, biology isn't the bad guy, I'm the bad guy. If I wanted to tear it down, late January will still cause emotional trauma at my house. So it could be tearing down the decorations maybe put you in a bad mood. It could be the fact that every snowfall, the first few is magical, right? You grab your kids, you throw them out there, let's go catch it on our tongue, let's build a snowman, right? But by the fifth time you've powered up the snowblower before 6 a.m., it's just not fun anymore. Or maybe it's, uh, it's a calendar thing. You were surrounded by family and friends and all the traditions and parties for the first 40 days. But those last 60, you're just alone, so you feel lonely. Or it could be some of the deeper things. Maybe it's financial trouble. You finished the holidays, but now you gotta pay for the holidays. Maybe it's the first Christmas season you celebrated without somebody in your family because of death or illness or divorce or family trauma. I mean, all those things can bring us down. But there's still something interesting. And the fact that 40 days, everybody loves. And the next 60, they could skip if they could. But what if? What if? What if there is a group of people that could figure out how to make the next 60 just as good as the last 40? How different would the world look if there were some of us, young and old, that figured out what that missing vibe is and how we can spread it around so that those around us have a better 60 than they're expecting to. They can have a better January and February than they're expecting to. And if you're a Christ follower, if you're in on this Jesus thing, and, and if you're building your faith in him and you're growing in him and you're learning more about him, then it shouldn't come to shock you that Christmas is Christmas because Christmas is surrounded by God's love. Christmas is Christmas, not because of traditions or the squares on the calendar. Christmas is Christmas because we are reminded of God's gift and blessing to us in Jesus. And you're gonna see as we finish up our conversation to keep going today, that I believe that the missing thing from the next 60 days is actually something that's found 
in the first 40. And it's the love of God. Because we know this, kids especially. We just covered this in, in Lakeland Kids. Right? John 3.16 is one of the most famous verses of the Bible. It sets the whole thing up. It says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This is the reason Christmas feels like Christmas. is because we're reminded of God's love for us and everywhere it goes. Every song talks about it. We do Christmas traditions at church. We give gifts. It's all surrounding this idea of God's love. But the ultimate gift, as we talked about all December long, is the person of Jesus. And I believe that if there's a group of people that can learn to focus the love of Jesus over the next 60 days, we can change the world around us. Right? I mean, can you imagine that? That if instead of letting the calendar decide how we feel, we let this gift from God decide how we're going to feel? Instead of letting the calendar decide how we're going to treat people, we let this gift from God decide how we're going to treat people? Because this is something that came out of Jesus' own mouth. In Mark 12, as a matter of fact, he's actually debating the religious leaders of his day and they're trying to trip him up. They're trying to cause him problems to stop the momentum of this new kingdom that was spreading all over as people heard his teachings. And it says this in Mark 12. It actually says this. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. Jesus is outlining to the religious leaders who are trying to trip him up. They are saying, what is the most important rule throughout the Old Testament. And also what is the least important there is kind of how they're reading it, parents. It's a lot like when you're kids, when you have family coming over and you're like, listen, we got to clean the living room. We got to clean the dining room, the family room, and the kitchen, right? That is the most important thing. We have to get that cleaned. Well, if you're like my house, you get those things cleaned, And somehow a week later, you find out that your kid's room is trashed and you find out why, why, why is your room trashed? Well, it's because that wasn't important. You said these are the most important things. We did it, right? I'm not in trouble. It's almost what the religious leaders were trying to do to Jesus. They're trying to trip him up and say, what is the most important and what is the least important? But Jesus stands tall and he actually rewrites the entire kingdom of the earth around him. And he says, it's not about rules. It's not about regulations. It's not about greater or less than. It's actually about this. The two most important commands that Jesus gave us were to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, your strength, everything you have. Love the Lord your God with everything you have. Hold nothing back. And the second is just as important. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see this, it's all about love. God's love entered the world through Jesus. Now our job is to receive it and give it back to God, but then spread it to the people around us. And it's not one and then two. It's not God saying, by the way, it's this and then this, love me, then what's left, love people. No, it is all in. With all your heart, everything you feel, with all your soul, everything you are, with all your mind, the way you think, with all your strength, the way you live, with your body, with all of that, love God. And equally, with all of that, love your neighbor as yourself. See, the reason that this season has felt like it has is because Christian and non-Christian, believer, non-believer, all the religions around us kind of get this one right on accident over Christmas. They begin to love people around. They begin to put other people in front of them. But as followers of Jesus, young and old, we don't have a choice here. Because the most important thing is to love God with everything we have and then take that same love and love the people around us. That's what's going to change the next 60 days. So I don't know if you know this about the Bible, but when you're reading it and it repeats itself, it's like screaming out for you to pay attention. It's like a big flashing neon sign saying, look at this idea, figure this one out, carry this one out. So there's this Greek word 
And it's, it's loosely translated like this in English. It's alelon. It looks like this. And it basically means one another, right? So it means, it means be there for one another, carry one another, love one another, support one another. It's one another, right? It's one of the reasons that the, the church in the original days looked so different from the way that we treat each other now. It's because alelon was all over the place, loving each other, diving in with one another, carrying one another. It was all over the place. And remember how the Bible, when it repeats itself, it's screaming for us to pay attention? Well, look at this. Alelon, as a Greek verb, is used a hundred times throughout the New Testament. It is used 100 times throughout 94 verses just in the New Testament alone. 47 of those are instructions given to the followers of Jesus. And the bulk of those came from Jesus' lips himself. One of the most important things we can understand here is to love God with everything you have and then love his people with everything we have by alelon, by being there for one another, by loving one another. It is screaming for us to pay attention to this. Now I want you to see this. Alelon is often translated in English like these things. Look at this list. It's the one another list, right? Alelon is often translated with another verb in front of it. It's saying forgive one another, accept one another, care for one another, encourage one another, submit to one another, restore one another, carry one another's burdens, bear with one another. Alelon is all over this. And yes, that is what made the mission of Jesus move fast, was a leylon as the church took care of each other and was there for each other. But you also know what I see here? November 25th through January 1st, we are really good at a leylon. We are really good at forgiving one another for that poorly baked pecan pie. We are really good at accepting one another and putting up with each other's faults because it's Christmas after all. We are really good at caring for one another and trying to help raise each other up. We're really good at encouraging one another with that poorly baked pecan pie. We are really good at submitting to one another and laying down our preferred mealtime so that everybody can get together at 7.30 when uncle can make it, right? We are really good at restoring one another. Forgiveness is all over this time. We're really good at carrying one another's burdens. We're really good at bearing with one another with patience. Christmas is Christmas, not because of the days on the calendar. Christmas is Christmas because of Leylon, because God's love is all over us. So what if, what if there is a group of people, young, old, and in the middle, that was willing to let their next 60 days of the calendar be defined not by January and February, and not by snow, and by finances, and by commitments, and by loneliness. What if there is a group of people that was willing to say, all those things may be true, but I will still choose to alelon. I will still choose to one another, one another. I mean, as a matter of fact, in John 13, Jesus put it this way. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, if you a leylon. And I see this in my own life so clearly, right? Just the other day, I was actually checking out uh, at Walmart, right? And I was doing a self-checkout because that's most of them. And I was walking out, right? And instead of having a cashier now, most Walmarts have the, uh, the, the self-checkout bouncer guy at the exit that's going to check your receipt, right? And for some reason, I, I, listen, 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 calm down. I know that Costco and Sam's have done this for decades. It doesn't shock me. But for some reason, I was just in a bad mood that day. 
I went to go get my stuff and I wanted to get home and I wanted to just get on with the rest of the day, right? And in that moment, I was getting so mad at this guy for doing his job. And I wasn't even up there yet. I was still in line. And I'm like, listen, of course they bought the dog food. Nobody's stealing dog food. Just let them go, right? And I'm sitting there. I'm getting frustrated. I'm getting angry. And then I literally caught myself go, you know what? It's Christmas. His job's probably pretty rough right now. So I'm gonna calm down. But did you catch it? The reason I calmed myself down wasn't because of anything bigger than the date on the calendar. I calmed down that moment because it's Christmas and this guy deserves it. But what if, what if, what if it's not about Christmas? What if it's about the fact that God loves that person? What if it's about the fact that God sent Jesus to die for him? What if it's about the fact that he has something he's going through and the people of God, me as a person of God, might have something that could help him? What if we stop letting the dates determine our destination and instead we let the love of Jesus make us a Lelon, be there for one another? Because I'd put it this way, your circle of friends, your family, long before they see Jesus, they're gonna see how, they love, how they're loved by you. Long before they see Jesus, they're gonna see how you love them and how you treat people around you. So what if for the next 60 days, we a Lelon? And that's the challenge whether you're 7, 17, or 87, or any other seven-ending age in the book. Your challenge for the next 60 days, Lakeland, is to a lay lawn. And I'm not going to leave you hanging. In our last few minutes here, we're going to break down two simple habits that will help increase the amount that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and will increase the way that you can love your neighbors as yourself. Number one is this, all right? We're going to learn to embrace God's love for you. We're going to learn to receive God's love so that we can then pour it out with our heart, soul, mind, strength and to our neighbors, right? And here are two easy thought starters to get you started, young and old, on how we can learn to embrace God's love for us. Here's the starter. Number one is this. You can begin to look out for something that he's blessed you with, right? When you wake up in the morning, instead of having to run out the door and being frustrated, what if you went, this coffee's good? What if you went, my mom packed my lunch? What if you went, this is my favorite hoodie. I get to wear it today, it's comfortable, right? Look out for those small blessings because they will increase your love for him. What about this? Here's another thought starter on this. What if you began to write a thank you note to God? Kids, this is great for you. Begin to write a thank you note to God every day at the end of your day, whether it's quick, whether it's at the end of the week, draw a picture for him, whatever it is, write a thank you note to God. Parents, open up a note on your phone on your app and just dive in and write a bullet list of thank you for this, thank you for this. You're gonna see that pile up and that's gonna help you learn to live in God's love for you, which will then give you the power to lay lawn everybody else around you. So that's number one, embrace God's love for you. The second challenge over the next 60 days is gonna be this, show God's love to others. Show God's love to others, lay lawn, be with them. Watch your circles change because you're showing God's love to them, right? Here's, here's a thought starter for this one. How do you show God's love to others? You can say thank you or I love you to someone every single day. And by the way, not just thanks for holding that door. That's not a lay lawn. That's being polite. That's being in the Midwest, right? Not saying thank you in that way. Instead saying thank you for this. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for meaning this to me. Thank you for doing this for me, right? I love you. Not just, hey, I love you, bye. Right? How about instead, hey, I love the way that you parents our kids. I love the way that you did that for me. I love the way that you're a friend to your friends, right? Begin to show God's love to others because then as you begin to flow out God's love to others, you're going to feel more of God's love in your own life. And here's the second thought starter, right? To show God's love to others, you can go out of your way to help someone, to a lay lawn, to be there for them, to help pick up 
their pieces. Because like we said, over half the people around us are about to hate the next 60 days. But what if instead of being met by loneliness and frustration and feeling a drop off from the holidays, what if there is a group of people that are laylond? What if there is a group of people that went out of their way to say thank you, to say I love you, and to help? Because the next 60 can look like the first 40. Because the first 40 looked like that, because the love of Jesus was right in the middle of it. And that's our, that's our challenge. To start right now. Kids, teenagers, students, adults, really old adults. The good news is it's simple. Our faith is all about love. It's all about relationship. It's all about a laylon. So over the next 60 days, let's learn to a laylon like God a laylond us. Would you pray with me? God, I just pray right now that you've blessed us over the last 40 days with connection, with community, with kindness, with grace, with love. And Lord, right now I pray that with that, we would not just sit on that moment, but instead we would use it as fuel to change the circles around us, Lord, as the days get short and the winter gets cold, instead of giving up and just living in it until spring, Lord, help make us agents of change, agents of your love, so that we can go out and we can show each other what it looks like to love like you first loved us, Lord. Help us to love you with our heart, soul, mind, strength, everything we have, and then help us to love our neighbors in the same way that you love us. Let us alaylon. Give us simple wins over the next few days, Lord, that jumpstart this journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. If you'd like to partner with Lakeland in helping people follow Jesus, be changed by Jesus, and commit their lives to the mission of Jesus, you can contribute to the mission by visiting lakeland.church forward slash give.